Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose show, where we put your health and happiness as our number one priority. I'm your host, Carrie Faith, and I'll be sharing a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to create your masterpiece called Life. I believe that with faith and inspired action, anything and everything is possible. And when you combine it with purpose, there is absolutely no limit to your success. I share my own personal struggles and triumphs while exposing global perspectives about happiness, health, and well-being. We combine talks around spirituality, psychology, and self-development to align your mind, body, and soul. Together, we connect, create, and transform from the inside out. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, tea, or if you're anything like me, a glass of water, or perhaps even some champagne, while we carry faith on purpose together. Welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. I am so excited and honored to have Heidi Hood here with us today. Heidi is a performing artist turned serial entrepreneur, helping female creativepreneurs and coaches manifest their abundant life by monetizing their passionate purpose, and tapping into their unique story brand. I love that. She's an avid lover of popcorn, me too, live theater, and deep conversations. I love deep conversations, so I'm excited to dive deep with you, Heidi. And Heidi celebrates life on a daily basis with her hubby, Grant, and their puppies, Batman and Wonder. Thank you for being here, Heidi. You want to tell our audience a little bit recap of you and what you do? Hey, yeah. Thanks, Carrie, so much for having me on board today. I am super stoked because I am a fan of your podcast. And um, hey, listeners, it's great to uh, be here as well. So yeah, as Carrie said, I'm a performing artist turned serial entrepreneur. I have started multiple businesses and um, I grew up practicing piano and voice and um, all the performing artist things I have. My my college degree is actually in the performing arts. And after that, I started multiple businesses and here I am now. How exciting. I love that people pivot from what they thought they were going to do like in high school and growing up and college. And that's really where I think purpose gets extracted as we live more and more in life we still have those passions and like yours is the performing arts but we can do something more than what our passions are and that's really where I think purpose gets drawn through so what is story branding since this is what you do now with your most recent entrepreneur journey. Tell me a little bit about story branding. Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny you mentioned pivoting from performing arts to entrepreneurship because 
I actually feel like storytelling is the common thread through all of it. And um, it's, it's like, you know, through music, you tell a story, through theater, you tell a story, and through business, you tell a story as well. And that story is uh, that of your clients. And this is the coolest part. Um, is that story branding involves basically taking uh, your business and crafting a story around it in which your clients can see themselves and everything that they can become through working with you. And the best way, the way that I teach to do it and that my clients and, and I have done it is taking your own story and building your business on the foundation of that story and allowing your clients to see who they can become through your example. And you sort of become this guide to them on their journey to what they want to become. So essentially uh, your mess becomes your message and uh, your pain becomes your purpose. It's, you know, if I've heard it a lot of different ways, but taking what you've come back from and using your, your, what you've learned from that to show up and serve other people. And that story then becomes the comeback story for your clients. And it's this super duper awesome thing that goes full circle. I love that. I think this is the new age of business. I mean, I first went to college, not to date myself, but I'm going to in the 90s. And this whole idea isn't taught in school, I don't think. And the idea that we can have a business around our experiences and even like our failures and how our failures turn into our biggest successes. Yes, exactly. So talking about failures, I know I'm pretty open on the podcast about my failures. I know that I've had an interview in front of thousands of people and I shared how I didn't stop going to school or try to college once, twice, three times, but it was the fourth time that it took me to graduate college. Um, but people really like resonated with that. When I told other people about my failure, they could see themselves in me. Like I was walking around with a lot of shame and guilt and a sense of failure. And I know a lot of people experience that. And so I guess through me being authentic or vulnerable saying, look, it took me four times to graduate college. I didn't do it until I was 40 years old. It's okay because it gives other people hope. So is there one thing that you've experienced that was a failure that actually turned into a success for you? Yeah, 100%. It, I built my whole business on this concept. <laughs> so my, it, it, those businesses that I started, you know, I shared earlier, oh my gosh, I've started multiple businesses. Well, they were failed businesses. And here's the thing is that we often give failure a bad rap. I think that you just mentioned something really valuable in this conversation is that uh, failure has such a negative connotation. And I feel like that's completely not necessary because it's it's 100 percent necessary to achieve success. And so I feel like I'm allowing yourself, like you said, to step out there and give yourself permission to acknowledge a failure and then rebound from it and then help other people rebound from it too is extremely powerful. And so what I learned through my businesses that didn't work and all of these things was everything that I have now packaged up into a branding package that I give to other 
creative women entrepreneurs, coaches like myself, so that they don't have to walk through what I walked through, which was essentially trying to do everything trial and error and figure it all out on my own. I thought that I had to have it all together. I'm not recovering perfectionist 100%. So I thought, you know, and being a performing artist, especially creatives, we're very artistic about what we do. And we always see the possibility for more and for, you know, improvement on things. And we can have a tendency to look at that and see the scarcity, like, oh my gosh, you know, or, or, uh, shrink into ourselves and say, oh my gosh, there's so much room for improvement. And then we start to beat ourselves up as opposed to, oh my gosh, look at all the exciting potential that there is here. Right. And so I had to really redefine my relationship with uh, failure my relationship with um, a survival mentality that I had been addicted to at the time and um, a victimizing mentality as well. A lot of the work that I do with my clients involves helping them to tap into their inner hero. And so, and flipping the narrative, you know, that life is all about the stories that, that we tell ourselves about ourselves, right? That's how our lives go. Our life becomes the story that we tell ourselves about ourselves. So there's a lot of reprogramming that I went through because I was so married to having to have everything together that I just tried to do it all on my own. And um, it wasn't until uh, I actually decided to invest in myself again, even though I had a college degree and I had worked so hard. And honestly, I thrived through college. I, it was amazing. And when I got out, I was like, surely greatness is waiting for me on the other side of this diploma. Right. And I felt like my life just totally fell apart. And I just had to acknowledge that learning is a lifestyle, you know? And once I acknowledged that and I invested in myself again and again is when I started seeing real results in my business. And I started to be able to marry all of the most important passions and desires of my heart into what I really wanted for my future. And so that's my long story, (laughs) my long story answer to, uh, have you ever had a failure that you share with other people? I definitely, uh, that's 100% my brand is that you, you can bounce back from any failure. You can fail over and over and over again, but most importantly, like don't go it alone, you know, like get, get the help that you need to be successful. Don't be afraid of that. Everybody we're, we're designed to help each other. <laughs> you brought up so many good points. I first <laughs> off want to say like the way I propelled forward was making friends with failure and shifting that mindset around I'm supposed to fail, but don't get me wrong. It did take me four times to go to college, but once I finished college, that's when like the true investment and understanding how to turn my pain to my purpose, how to become an entrepreneur that wasn't taught to me in school. So it was just it was an experience that I had to have actually to let go of the past. I know that sounds pretty funny, but it was flipping the narrative. And I love that you say learning is a lifestyle. It so is a lifestyle because that was like what got my wheels turning at, at the ripe age of 40. I was like, I'm obsessed with learning about how to market, how to share my message, how to be authentically me all came out after school, right? I School did not teach me how to serve people 
and make a living from it. <laughs> that was through investing a lot in myself and learning all the ways to do that afterwards throughout the past few years. So learning definitely is a lifestyle. And the perfectionism, I think that more talk has to be around per- perfectionism because once I identified perfectionism and how that always held me back in my life, I was like, aha, a light bulb went off. What is your experience with working through perfectionism in hopes that it could help someone else? Oh gosh, this is deep. This is so deep. So I feel like, um, I feel like we all have this idea that's programmed into us, maybe through the school system, maybe through the society that somehow having room to grow means you're broken in some way that something's wrong with you because when in reality all you all you have is room to grow right and that's and that's really a beautiful thing that i believe is to be celebrated and i believe that's to be like one of the most exciting and beautiful parts of life right because it's inherent in us when we're babies we learn how to how to walk we learn how to swim we learn how to all of these things right and nobody gets upset at you when you're learning how to walk and you fall down, right? Because we've got all these people walking around on the planet right now because they were given permission to grow and nothing was seen to be wrong with them for that. But it's like, for some reason, once you get to a certain point, it's like we start, we stop giving ourselves permission to have room to grow. And um, I think a, a huge part of overcoming perfection for me was just accepting that as being the way that we are designed inherently And I believe that we are designed good. Like, I believe that we're incredible beings. I think humans are are amazing. And so when I put two and two together, I was like, wait a second. Humans are incredible for these, like, stupid, powerful creatures. And yet, you know, it's like, here I am putting this standard on myself. Like, I'm supposed to have achieved something already that I haven't even tried yet. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So that, that was huge for me overcoming perfectionism and I I wish just like you said that it was taught more and it was covered more because it's really come through investing in my self-education that the the those types of things fell into place I agree about the room to grow and the whole idea around growth mindset I was really pleased my daughter was in second grade last year and they taught a lot of growth mindset in her second grade curriculum. I'm not even sure if it was like the state curriculum, but her teacher really stressed around how all adversity is opportunities to grow, what it actually looks like to have a growth mindset in the sense of things might be hard, we failed, but we're not gonna give up. We're gonna fall down, we're gonna get back up. School typically doesn't teach that because it's A, B, C, D, or F, and nobody wants to get a D or an F, right? But we must get Ds and F in real life in order to figure out the real way, because if we just always get A's, that is great. It's going to get you into college. I'm not against a great education and getting great grades, but it feeds into this perfectionism um, ideal. I know that Um, One of the most or the most popular course in Yale in 2018 was 
what was it titled? I forget, but it was like a happiness course because so many people are getting into these Ivy League schools and they're really depressed and anxious mm-hmm. and they can't enjoy life. And that leads me to the idea of how much do you think our happiness is tied into our health? Yeah, I love this question. I really love this question because I believe that happiness is a reflection of health. So I believe that when you're healthy, you're happy. And oftentimes, you know, when you mentioned how how so many people, we leave school and we're just so upset and anxious and dissatisfied with ourselves. You know, it's like, once you have that healthy relationship with yourself, and once you've come to terms with, you know, self-acceptance is huge, right? And also understanding your own significance, understanding the impact power that you have and the responsibility that you have that you're not broken for having room to grow. Nothing's wrong with you for having, you know, this, this really it's a gift to, to learn, right? Having a, a, a healthy state of being, I think is what creates that happiness. I love your definition of that is that happiness is health. Being healthy is happy, but first we need to have our health in order to be happy. And that was a missing link in my life. That's why I feel like I did fail at certain things because I wasn't entirely healthy. I was actually very, very sick for like 20 years. And once I figured out systems and a lifestyle that I was optimally happy, not only in my physical body, but in my mind, I became happy, (laughs) Um, which ties into the concept of owning your story, I think, is like how much when you work with clients one-on-one, how much healing process or goes into owning your story because I feel like a lot of people even myself have like hid from my story and now it's only in the past few years that I've really shared my story how much is that like uncovering maybe unhappiness with your clients to get to the root of their story and where health and happiness lie yeah you have to be really heart-centered to be able to story brand your business. Mm -hmm. You have to be unafraid of everything that you've been through and you have to be willing to accept it and create the narrative, you know, going forward. And so it, it, you bring up a really, really unique topic because it's almost like to be an entrepreneur at all, you've got to be some kind of a self healer. Like you have to be invested and the healing of your mind, the healing of your body, all of these things, because they all play such a critical role in your success and your ability to show up and help other people too. And so what I love so much is watching my clients go from, you know, it, being anxious and even in tears sometimes on our calls together, because we go that deep sometimes to leaving literally like you, you can't even count on both hands the number of times that they just laugh like on on our final calls together and they're just smiling so big because it's like once you realize you don't have to be afraid of where you've been and you don't have to be afraid of where you are now and you don't have to be afraid of where you're going that you have so much more of a say in your life than what you even realize a lot of times my clients are 
I, when I, we work together on helping them tap into their full power there. And, and that goes to back to, you know, playing towards that inner hero that's inside all of us. Right. Because there's this, this villain inside of us that wants us to be victimized and wants us to, uh, you know, let life happen to us. But this is why I love your podcast so much is because it's all about life on purpose. And that's how we're actually designed to live is intentionally and on purpose. And uh, life isn't supposed to happen by accident. Now, there are things outside of our control and learning to accept that is a whole other way of stepping into your power. But then stepping into, you know, that that own ownership of this is my life. This is my narrative. And I'm going to play the part that I want to play in it is huge. Like you said, we must expose the villain because I feel like that's really where people can connect because we all have that villain, although we feel like alone, like we're the only person in the world that has that inner villain in our mind that's beating us up or holding us back or that's scared to expose the truth. I know I was scared to expose the truth, but once I did that, it became almost like you said, I could smile and I could laugh about it because it's letting it, the cat out of the bag for lack of a better term. We must do that so other people can relate to us. And that's really what new age entrepreneurship is about. But I feel like more and more people are going into entrepreneurship because of the changing times, because of circumstances. And I think it's like within the next, five to 10 years, like 50% of the, don't quote me, but this is what I think I've heard, like 50% of the working population will be entrepreneurs. But it takes so much work in the sense of the inner work to do this work that we do. And so that makes it even more needed to have healers and guides like yourself to do the hard work to extract the whole story. So where do you actually take your clients on the journey from like to harmonize past, present, and future? It's funny because I did a live today and it was about exactly this because I feel like to be 100% true to our purpose and true to our brand and what we can do and offer our gifts to the world, we need to find that harmony between past, present, and future and understand the difference between um, scars and wounds. Mm-hmm. You heard about that? The difference between the scars and the wounds? So take me through maybe like some questions that you could ask your clients because I'm really curious about this for myself and probably other listeners are interested in it as well. Of course, we'll give them an opportunity to connect with you and um, you're going to share what you're offering the world starting this month. But what are some questions that we could just guide people to hear right now? Yeah, yeah. I, the first thing that, that you want to do, like we actually, in, in my program, we go through story work like four or five times, different types of stories. So we go through the life story together, where basically ask yourself, 
if you're even even if you're listening right now, just go ahead and ask yourself these questions. You know, what have what is the significant the most significant events from my childhood that I always remember, or when I think of my childhood, those are the things that come to my mind. And then ask yourself, how do I feel about that? What emotions are like surface when I'm reminiscing about my childhood? And then we write down the belief story. We say, okay, so what do you believe about life, about yourself, about people, about money? Because all of these things, oh my gosh, this is what I believe. This is why, oh my gosh. Okay. So now let's talk about what you want to believe because oftentimes we don't give ourselves permission to just believe what we want to believe. You know, we think that we have to believe something, even if we don't. And so ultimately, it's very important to acknowledge what you want to believe. If you want to believe that money is for everyone and that it, it flows, you know, affluently for everyone, then why not believe that, right? And what is it? Let's get to the root of it. Why isn't that? Why? Where is that money block coming from for you? So rewriting your belief story is huge. And then there's a comeback story. And, and basically, it, it goes through, okay, what's that biggest pivotal mess that you have healed from? Now, when you mentioned scars and wounds and stuff, this is really big because I always recommend giving yourself the full time to heal before you go leveraging that story to, you know, serve a particular audience. It is probably more harmful to, to uh, start kicking up that dust and using that story to serve or, or as your platform to serve. If you have yet to experience the full healing and from that, but that being said, there are times when you've healed to a certain point and you're like, okay, I know where I'm going now. And the completion of your healing, it's funny to watch this actually comes through serving others with your story. Sometimes that is the case as well. And so that's basically identifying where's the highest value that I can add to the world, um, to a specific audience because of what I've been through and what I've overcome. Now for me, I've overcome some failed businesses. And how did I do that? Well, I branded myself right. I aligned with what I actually believed, with what was important to me for my life. I discovered a lot through the school of hard knocks as an entrepreneur, but I discovered more when I invested in myself and I discovered how to brand appropriately. And I branded, I had a vocal studio and I, uh, this is basically, I, I taught anybody and everybody under the sun and I was heavily mistreated and I burnt out and I just quit. I closed up the studio and then I invested in myself. I became a network marketer, right? And I found out through that, that I don't really enjoy selling products as much as I enjoy selling services, like having that personal human experience. Um, but as well, I invested in myself and found out how to brand yourself, how to market, like, oh my gosh, you can actually pick who you serve, what? Like all these kinds of things, um, which <laughs> anyway, it, it, I was about to rabbit trail on boundaries there because boundaries is huge. Uh, but that, that also kicked up some, you know, all, all of the toxic mindsets as well that I had been dealing with at the time. And so once I healed from that and come through all of that, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I could totally rebrand my music studio and have a rock on experience here. And that's what I did. And 
once I ran, I ran the successful three month intensive with people that I loved who were paying me more than I had ever charged for my lessons at that point. And, um, everybody left happy. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to do this again, but I want to do it at another level and different scope. And so that's when I created my coaching business. And, um, I love it. I, I have not experienced, I didn't know that a business could be so fulfilling to me you know, until I aligned with everything and accepted everything that I was, everything I had been through and decided to go help others like me had been through the same thing. So uh, long story short, I keep, I, I keep going back to that, but it's, it's so, so important for you to align yourself and allow yourself the time to heal, you know, and get to a point where you can confidently serve an audience through your story. It's not about uh, oh, I was reading this book uh, and how did she describe it? She's, she said, it's okay to, to keep your emotional clothes on or something like that. Like basically to, to have this, the, the privacy is important. You know what I mean? To, to deal with what you're dealing with and to get through it. And then when you are ready to share it with others. And when you can fully heal, I believe, from the past is when you're most powerful and you're at most strength. It doesn't mean, like, don't utilize that. But if anyone's listening and they're like, what's the difference between a wound and a scar? I just want to be clear that in the sense of scars are wounds that have already healed that you've really spent time and work and energy on and there we're here to help you with that there are people to help you with that but for story branding specifically it's better to deal with the wounds and then integrate the scars to tell your story is that a clear way of defining that yeah, I think so. I think you're right on point. And and just remembering too, this part is huge because when you talk about relating to the future, owning your story also means accepting the fact that, you know, we're vulnerable creatures and we're always able to get hurt. You know, it's not the end of pain and suffering when you step into that. It's the acceptance of it and the ownership of the role and how you're going to respond to it, the role that you're going to play in the face of it. And so that's huge too. Um, if you are, you know, looking at rebranding yourself right now and you're like, I just really want my business to take off, but I feel like I have these mindset blocks or there's a part of my story that I'm just scared to share. Maybe that's not a part of your story that you need to share yet. Maybe there's still some healing that needs to happen there. And if you keep digging, there's a value that you can bring through your life story, through your experience that uh is there for you to share and and serve others through and so that's that's important to give yourself that time and to give yourself that permission thank you for sharing that i love your tagline it's right behind you i know we're not on zoom in this podcast but your tagline is abundance activator so what is as we tie things up here shortly what is your definition of abundance and what does the future of abundance look like for you in the next three to five years? I love this question. Thank you for asking. Um, okay, so abundance is something I could talk a very, very long time about. So I'm going to break it down with this analogy. 
you could see abundance versus scarcity as a fountain versus a drain. And I actually uh, posted this recently on social media, and it's, it's really one of the best illustrations that I have. Because part of my comeback story is that I used to live as a drain. And I basically didn't believe that there was enough to go around. I didn't believe that, you know, I, I believed that there was only one way for things to work out and that there was only one way for me to be happy. And that if I didn't get all these things right, it was all going to go to pop, right? Um, and then I became a fountain. And uh, the fountain, Heidi, <laughs> gave and received freely of energy without worrying about where things were going to come, where the energy was coming from. It was the full circle of value and full circle of energy that was happening. And what happened when I started living as a fountain was everything, there was an abundance of possibilities for me to be happy, an abundance of possibilities for things to work out. And all of a sudden it's like, and we, we really don't give enough weight to this most of the time as humans, all of a sudden the possibilities for things to work out in a way that is desirable and like a blessing to you become much more possible to you when you live in abundance. It's giving all of the weight to that that it deserves as opposed to giving so much weight to fear, okay? So there's a lot of beliefs and mindsets tied into this, but abundance is a state of being um, and when you activate it, all circumstances just kind of follow you around, like follow up. They align with your, with your beliefs and with your actions. So belief drives your action and action drives your circumstances. And so I always encourage my people, like once you activate that abundance mindset, literally your circumstances follow you. It's not the, it's not waiting for, for circumstances to start living abundantly. Does that make sense? It does. This is what I've experienced with activating my own abundant mindset. I mean, I grew up in a very scarcity mindset. I see it like in <laughs> my family, um, my parents, and I know where it came from and I've accepted that. But shifting my own mindset from scarcity, not enough to unlimited possibilities like there's almost too many possibilities but the full circle idea idea I think that you're a perfect example of that in the sense of you coming into my life if I would have had a scarcity mindset we want to be here sitting right now I want to have achieved all the things that I feel like I have in the past six months because it was just a shift instead of saying I can't do this or it's going to be hard just knowing that it was so easy things just started coming to me so easily once I got rid of the let go of the scarcity and that's really what I feel like is abundant um, embracing abundance is not just going out for more is it's about we must let go i think letting go i know it seems like counterintuitive but letting go of the past not really creates more opportunities for the future i don't know if i'm expressing that 100 clearly but that's how i see it play out in my own life so tell me about what, how our listeners can get a hold of you. 
to activate their abundance in their life because everyone needs this. You and I know it's so good to live. I love that. Abundance is a state of being. Is that what you said? Oh my gosh, so good. It is a state of being. How can you spread abundance for more people? How can they get a hold of you? And what do you have to offer the world? Oh my gosh, thanks, Carrie. Yeah, guys, the best thing you can do is... uh search HeidiHood.com backslash create abundance. You can sign up for my next five-day workshop and get in there. It is for free for you, my friends, because I'm literally that passionate about this. So make sure that you get in there because we go deep, deep, deep into some heart-centered, soul-centered work. And we talk about how to make sure your business is aligned with you so that you can actually start seeing the results that you want to see. Uh, and you don't go this alone, you guys definitely invest in yourself and start by taking this step, this step of creating your abundance story. That's the name of the workshop. And you can visit HeidiHood.com backslash create abundance to register for that. I can't wait to see you there. And I'll leave the link in the show notes. Do you have an Instagram handle that people can follow you at? Yeah. Um, at HeidiHood.social. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at HeidiHood.social. Thank you for being here with me today. It has been so delightful and eye-opening. I've learned a ton. I hope that our listeners have learned a ton. And if there's only one takeaway, take away that abundance is a state of being. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Carrie, I love this deep conversation. Thanks so much for having me on today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.